The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. Fatherhood is a gift, bro. It, it's 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 a gift. I know it saved my life. It changed my life. I have uh, three beautiful children. I have a five-year-old uh, boy. I have a four-year-old boy, and I have a two-year-old girl. And they have drastically changed my life, yo. So t- uh, tell me about your kids, man. So I have a nine-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's no dull moments when it comes to right, right, right. Just nurturing them and giving them what they need. And a lot of times giving them what they need is giving them what you didn't receive. Mm. Dude. So what has been like, what is your, what has been, uh, your big, your proudest moment as a father? Mm. So I think the biggest thing is just. Um, when my daughter accepted Christ at the age of eight, um, just having her coming to a personal realization and knowledge of what it means to follow Christ um, and by God's grace, that being an example that my wife and I were able to lay down for her and that she was able to, you know, navigate that decision on her own. That, that just, that, that, was, that was real for me because as men, we're called to be shepherds of our home so it's it's one thing to go out and try to save the world, but if your own children don't know them, you know that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, walking in faith, bless my heart, man. That's love, man. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I think for me, one of my proudest moments uh, for uh, my, uh, my sons, I think I, I continue to have proud moments. I don't think I've had like just one moment, but as my children continue to grow, um, as they continue to just be, I I get encouraged. I get uh, motivated. I get happy just seeing them uh, be great, man. And so I'm 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 legit sitting here like my kids seeing them grow, seeing them read like I'll cry at the drop of a dime, man. My kids, I you know, my daughter, she's two years old and she's being potty trained right now. And today she walked up and she's like, Daddy, I I potty in the big in the big. I went to the bathroom in the big potty, the big potty, And I'm like, baby, my big the big potty. And so. You know, that's that's where I'm at right now, man. I'm at that phase. Uh, so I, I yeah, man. I have and my my daughter, man. She is my world. She is my world. I love my boys too, but it's something being a dad and you got a baby girl, man. I don't care what anybody says. Dude, uh, so listen, so listen, man, you are an educator, you are a minister, you are you do so much stuff, man. And I think our conversations flow so well because you what you do is endless. So 
as an educator, what is one thing that you wish that fathers knew, uh, uh, that, that fathers knew um, as they continue to parent their, ch- as they, you know, cause they have children. What do you think? What do you, what do you, what is the one thing that you think that you would want fathers to know? Or you think they should know about their children this day and age. Your presence is priceless. Mm. I'll say it again for those who didn't hear. Your presence in the life of your children is priceless. There's no amount of gifts. There's no amount of money that can replace you just being present. Yeah. So many fathers don't see the, their immense value. And as educators, a lot of times we, we notice when they're absent, the gaping holes that are left in the development of children. Yeah. So what I would say to her fathers is before the damage is done, understand your worth. Once again, you don't have, you don't have to be the perfect father But if you're just engaged daily, that is setting up your child for a trajectory of success that you can't even comprehend right now in your day-to-day understanding of your child, just being there, being present, and giving those words of affirmation, priceless, because we see the damage of when fathers don't. And I wanna encourage those who are and those who are going to be starting, your presence is priceless. Yo, that's that that's actually really big, and not just physical. Like you, you, most men, uh, we think sometimes because we provide, or we can, you know, or we can give gifts, or you pay child support, then we're considered a good dad. And to be honest, me as an educator as well, there's so many holes and gaps in the lives of children and so number one uh presence will not replace your presence just like you just said um and 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 one thing my wife used to say to me all the time i I talk about her all the time what's up boo i see you girl uh what uh, listen one thing that people always that my wife used to say to me all the time robert you're here but you're not here and do that and i and i used to be like what do you mean like i'm here i'm sitting here like i'm not out doing something else i'm and and she and you know and it triggered me one day when my son said to me he's you know because i was doing something and he kept patting me 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 and my wife is like robert don't you hear him don't you see him and i'm just like I was so going on my phone. I was so going, you know, I'm thinking about my business. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about all these other things. And I'm like, yo, I'm home. He physically sees me. And that's not enough, bro. And I think, uh, and uh, I, and what's, and I think I didn't realize I was doing to my sons what was done to me where I was physically present, but I wasn't present with them. And man, um, yeah. dude, like yeah. y- your children have to be the top priority. 
Like they have And you have to Intentionally Just like And I've learned Just like You intentionally Go to work Just like you Intentionally uh, Go do whatever You got scheduled You have to Intentionally Spend time With your children And I think It's 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 Layers to that If, if you don't mind So Go ahead bro I think one of the Best gifts We can give our children Is for them to know That they are Valued but that the world doesn't revolve around them. Mm-hmm. Like they need to know daddy loves me so much that he goes to work and daddy has obligations. Daddy has responsibilities so that he can provide so that he can be there for me. But my world doesn't, he doesn't, my world doesn't revolve around him. There are other priorities in his life now I'm I'm at the top of the list, but I'm not his everything. And I think that's a lot of times the mistake we as fathers can make if we come from brokenness. We try to give our kids everything mm-hmm. as opposed to letting them see you are a priority, but life doesn't revolve around making you happy. Yeah, that's good. Because men as fathers, we get a chance to teach them that early. So when we send them out into the world, they understand I'm valuable, I'm important, but the world doesn't revolve around me. That's good, man. So how do you do that? How do you practice? How do you practically uh, do that? Because I I think with my children, um, I t- there's nothing that my children in if my children ask for it for the most part they you know they they get it for the most part some things um but how do you go how do you where is that line how do you do that so i think once again you're talking to a man who's developing the playbook as he goes so by no means do i have it perfected but i think we have an opportunity through as for example as my children get older have an opportunity to have discussions with them and say hey I know you want those new pair of shoes. And by the grace of God, daddy's going, oh, daddy and mommy are going to get you those shoes. But here's also some other things that are going on in our household. Here's some other things that we're budgeting for, we're planning for, we're strategically making sure happen. Your shoes are on that list, but here, here's what's going on outside of what you need. So I think just little conversations like that help them see a bigger picture and get a bigger understanding of there are other things going on in the world. Other people have needs and therefore what you need isn't number one priority, but it is important. Yo, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. I think that creates a balanced, a balanced experience for your child. Um, and they can learn empathy. They can learn um, respect, man. They can learn so many things when we position them and set them up for success in that way. And it takes away that it takes away entitlement. Yes. Now you talk. Have you ever seen some entitled kids, man? Man. Well, I think it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where once again, because many of us as men come from a spirit, uh, uh, a background of brokenness and, and dysfunction, we overdo it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we're trying to create entitled kids. We're just trying to make sure they don't go without physically and emotionally like we did. 
You know, I always joke and say, man, my first pair of name brand shoes didn't happen until I got my first job at 14. Right. The Payless King. Dude, the Payless, boy. Is it? If it, because of that deficit, I overdo it sometimes because I'm like, no, man, ain't nobody gonna talk about my kids the way people talk about me. Nobody gonna clown them like they clown me. But then my kids don't understand what it means to not want. And I'm not saying make your kids intentionally struggle, but they need to understand like every blessing they receive, it could be different. Yeah, man. Understand what the other yeah. coin looks like. Uh, talking about the value of hard work. Um, I think that's. So, first of all, I want to say Payless was name brand to me. My mother shopped at at Goodwill and the Salvation Army and yard sales. All of my shoes, all, all, all. Every pair of shoes that I owned came from the Salvation Army, Goodwill, or they were from somebody's yard sale. And bro, I was I was traumatized, bro. I I was traumatized. Yo, I remember this one time my mom got me these box these white Reeboks that were like they were back in the day they had like it was like this checkered like type of Reebok shoe. But then Reeboks, anybody who knew Reeboks from back in the day, them joints puffed up so big after after a while and they were white bro i used to put the white polish on them and i polished them shoes so much that the white polish started coming on black because it the shoes was just i refused to let them go man and so i i was i, I was traumatized mama i was traumatized like goodwill knew my mama so well till this day before their shipment comes in, before they put it on the floor, bro, they call my mother and ask her, hey, do you want to come look through any of the stuff before it goes on? Bro, my mom got a VIP pass at Goodwill and Salvation Army. Yeah, bro. It was real. It major man you are today. Man, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's a good thing, bro, because I got a whole closet full of Jordans and Nikes and my kids. <laughs> the same way but dude in all honesty I I, I totally agree with you and I am for uh, teaching my and I don't think there's anything wrong with giving your kids nice things but I also am an advocate for teaching them uh, the importance of hard work bro when I started I started when I got married to my wife I had nothing we both had nothing and anything and everything that we have of course by the grace of God um, and through hard work and tears and sweat we're, we've been able to accumulate a few things you know in this world no doubt. and so but one thing um, uh, we try to teach our kids um, about uh, about about earning and working hard for what they want. And so we, and I'll give this brief example. We went, we went on vacation and we're trying to teach our kids how to save money. So every time they, they got a pretty good down pack, every time that they um, get money, they put it in their piggy bank because we save that piggy bank for when we go on vacation, that is their money. So the, the piggy bank, they put money in the piggy bank, put it in there. And then when it was time to go on vacation, they were like, hey, daddy, we want to go to the arcade. 
I said, okay, you got your own money. They wanted all these toys. My kids had saved up at least five to $600 in their little piggy bank. Bruh. I was like, yo, y'all treat me out to dinner. Like they saved like five, $600 and they were able to get whatever they wanted because they were a, they saved that money all year to get that to, to, to do what they wanted to do. Um, we also, we also have chores like, Hey, you want this, then you need to do this. So man, how do you, what, how, how, what would you tell, uh, new fathers or parents who are trying to teach their children responsibility, um, and the, the, the value of a dollar? Like how, how do we go about doing that? Darnell? Man, I think, Cause that's kind of where we're at right now. So it's like giving you some money, you know, helping you understand little things like, okay, if I give you a dollar, you know, for example, 50 cents you keep, 25 cents goes in tithing, 25 cents is going in your piggy bank for savings. You know, so just little strategic things, um, I think is, is a place to start. And then also like, you know, there's there's this delicate balance of, you know, staying in a child's place, like the old folk used to say. Yeah. How do I not give you too much information, but let you know enough? So, like, you know, if we go out to eat, you know, let's say the bill is $100. They don't need to know it was $100, but they do need to know, hey, Mom and dad just took you out to a very nice restaurant. Let's dress accordingly. Let's look accordingly. Let's act accordingly because this is a blessing. So I think it's more so a mindset, not so much a um, monetary understanding, but just help them see. You know, if we go somewhere nice, you look nice and you, you, you act accordingly. So just the little things to help them prepare themselves mentally for enjoying and having nice things. I think is a precursor to the money management part of things. I think it's just more of a mindset of here's how we conduct ourselves, period. You know? Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, I, my children, um, so my children are blessed, man. We're blessed. My children are blessed. Um, and my children, um, they have an amazing nanny, um, who loves them and they got aunties and theos and uncles who, you know, if I don't get it, they'll get it. I remember the first time, man, my, my, my mother-in-law walked in the house with tablets and I'm thinking to myself, like, Whoa, like, wait a minute. My kids now are introduced to the internet. Now my five-year-old is asking me for an iPhone. Yo, I I'm I'm sitting here like, yo, do I get him this iPhone or not at five years old? Uh because and, and it's you know, and I'm thinking like I'm not buying an iPhone, but I'm sure between now and Christmas, somebody somewhere is gonna try to buy him an iPhone. Uh, oh, no. I, I I don't know how and and so I'm trying to at the same time be a good father to teach them the importance yeah. of discipline, uh, the importance of working hard, the importance of 
earning something, but also trying to keep him in a kid's place. Try and like, like, yeah. uh, and so, um, Darnell, how do we as parents, especially for those who are millennial parents, because I think some of the older generational, the older generation, y'all do pretty. Well, I'm saying y'all, uh, the older generation. <laughs> The older generation, you know, you guys do pretty well with that because you, you know, you were closer to the old, old school way of growing up. You know, you say something slappy, you're right on the edge. Yeah, but right down, you're on the other side of the edge. Uh, <laughs> um, I think for younger parents, you know, you have some millennials who are parents, you have people who are younger, who are part of the next generation who are just starting to have kids now. So uh, what advice would you give them to teach, to protect their children and to, uh, because I'll say this, part of being a father is protecting, is, is protecting your children. That is part of the job. How do you protect your child's innocence? How do you protect protect um, what they see, what they hear? How do you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, so, and this is just me and my mindset and how we raised our kids pre-pandemic. So, pre-pandemic, um, there was no TV and no screen time during the week. You pick up a book, you know, you... You, you arts and crafts, use your mind, finish your homework, whatever. And then on the weekends, you know, we have Friday night, movie night as a family, and we just kind of ease back into screen time over the course of the weekend. So that was their norm up to March of this year. <laughs> you know, and then everything got flipped on his head. So I think to answer your question, creating some deliberate boundaries for your children to say, hey, I don't mind if you listen to some songs, but some songs you I'm it, you just not old enough, period. Yeah. He said, you know, because as men we know music has power. Movies plant seeds and they may not manifest themselves for years, but it's still planted the seed, you know. So I'm very protective of my children's mindset and emotions. What's being deposited into them? What are they listening to on the radio? What are they listening to um, in their rooms and their radio or whatever? What movies are they watching on TV? I'm previewing everything because I need to know what's being sold into their spirit. So I think a lot of times as men, we think protection and we think, you know, fending off like a physical attack. But I think we need to be just as urgent to say, how am I protecting your mind mm. so that you can develop in a way that is strategic, if you will. You know, if you have a, a preteen, you know, my daughter turns 10 next year. So there are some things I need to begin, conversations I need to begin having with her to prepare her for her teenage years that are gonna be here quick. But she doesn't need to know it at 10. Right. So, you see what I'm saying? So I think some of it is having enough vision to say, where do I see my child at, at 10 years old, at 13 years old, at 16 years old? And then strategically, like you said, that village, not only am I the protector of her, but who are her friend groups? Yeah. Their parents, you know, so just really being very strategic and pr protective to say, I'm only going to let in what I deem appropriate. And everything else, you got to go through me, you know. And I think once again, we said 
power of a man is being present. You can't be protector and you can't set up boundaries if you're not present. Yeah, man. You don't know what your child's going through on a daily basis. How can you say yes to this and no to that? Dude, and I, 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 things, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Now, I'm just saying a lot of things slip in because we're sleep at the will. As men, we let things sleep in, slip in knowingly or unknowingly because we're not on duty. We're not on our job the way we need to be. And our children suffer as a result. That is very true, man. I, I think it's important and because that means we have to check us and ask ourselves as fathers, where are we? What's capturing our attention? What are we listening to? What are we feeding? Because this is what I've learned. I got a five-year-old son. He yeah. watches everything. He listens to every conversation. We, me and my mom, me and my wife will be talking and all, we, we're not even talking to him. And he'll say, well, mommy said X, Y, and Z or daddy, you said this. And I'm thinking like he was quiet. We didn't know he was paying attention, but now he yeah. he's a, he's at that age where he's a sponge. So 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 brothers, you have to watch like are your conversations safe? Are your conversations wholesome? Are what you're watching wholesome? Is it, you know, yeah. is it an uh, and I would have to say wholesome. Is it safe? Because I'm not saying as men you can't have fun, you can't let your hair down, but you got to be careful because what you feed your children are also feeding all they're feeding off of it too. Even if you don't realize it that it's happening. So you got to check yeah. you know one of my mentors said and I, I'll I'll shout him out Edward Newsom said this to me before I had kids. He said to me he said, "Yo, he said I don't let anybody around my children uh, or I don't I don't entertain anybody in my circle that I would not feel comfortable leaving my kids with. And now for him, that was a bit extreme, but he was like, if I can't leave my children with them, if I can't trust that my children be okay in their presence, then why would I be around them? Because if my children see me with them, they may think it's okay to be around this type. So that's man. And that's, that's become my motto. If you're not safe, yo, you don't get an invite to my house, regardless if you family, I'm not going to your house. You know, we're not kicking it. We're not, you know, we're not chilling because I want to protect my children. I want to protect my family, not my children, but my family. And so you have to, when you have a child, if you are a budding father, if you have a baby on the way, or maybe you got teenagers, um, yo, what, what are you doing? Because they see you regardless if they say anything or not, they see you who your friends, who are your friends? How do you speak to your friends? How do you speak to your significant other? Um, they, all that stuff goes into raising a, ch a, a child, dadding, yo. So dadding is very real. It's a full-time job. And it's, no I think, um, if I could use a word to describe it, it's selflessness. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's sacrifice um, to make sure because every word that you say, everything that your child says, everything that you say to your child, and if they see you do, it's a seed. Yeah. I'm a, and I know that's your key point. Go ahead. It's a seed. Go ahead, brother. Run with it. <laughs> no, so I think um, one of my mentors frequently uses the phrase, 
you know, for example, manhood is caught, not taught. Mm-hmm. So back to what you were saying, a lot of what we do as men and as fathers, our children are catching it. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're catching things we intentionally teach and things we just are. So once again, your kids see you in private and in public. So they know, hey, you can talk a good game when you leave this house, but I see you cussing and fussing at everybody in this house. Yeah. They're seeing the whole picture. So I think one of the best things we can do as fathers is paint a consistent picture. Wow. Perfection, but a consistent picture of integrity a consistent picture of what it means to be consistent and follow through and be a man of your word. And, you know, those are things that they catch. And then they look up and they're, you know, they're young adults and teenagers and going off to college. And, you know, even now I I see my kids or hear my kids repeating things I say often. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, yes. And sometimes I'm like, yo, you heard that, huh? (laughs) We have to be cognizant. We have to be careful. Like, man, like you said, they're sponges. They are picking up everything. So you got to be deliberate. What seeds are we sowing? What habits are we modeling? What attributes do we want them to replicate? And if we don't want them to replicate it, then we got to check ourselves and say, hey, I don't want my son to emulate this. I don't want my daughter to do this in another man. So I got to check myself. So I'm giving them the best example possible of what they're going to look for or look to emulate one day. When you do that and when you're intentional about spending time with your children, that meant that your presence. I heard somebody say the biggest gift that you can give your child is your presence, is your attention, oh, is your time, is your time, man. Regardless of how old they are, regardless if you have adult children, if you have young children, if you have infants, man, that time is is a gift that will never that they will never forget. They'll forget about the stuff, the all the stuff, you know, the technology will fade, you know, things will change. But one thing they will never forget about is about the time that their daddy spent with them, man. What it and and you know to be honest um i have one um mem- most memorable moment that i think that was life changing for me was um i remember my stepfather I, you know it wasn't we weren't super close um because he wasn't really present but i remember the one time he did and we were and it changed the trajectory of a portion of my life um as far as my, people ask me about my work ethic why do i work so hard because I had a stepfather who wasn't, you know, emotionally available, wasn't physically half the time available, but that Negro knew how to work. That I'm telling you, you couldn't outwork that man. And I, I never forget one time it was raining outside and he wanted me to cut the grass. And I'm thinking like, it's raining outside. I'm not cutting no grass. And he came out. He and I tried to run behind my mom. He they they weren't going this time. And I went outside, cut the grass, and he was outside cutting grass with me. 
And wow. I don't know what revelation kicked in in my head then, but because he was present, he was he didn't just send me to do it. He was out there with me doing it. Man, it 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 instilled in me a work ethic that said, "Yo, I don't care what's happening in my life." Like it, 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 it's, it's, it's still, it instilled in me like this, this drive to say, yo, I'm a beast and I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do this come hell, high water, or regardless of circumstances. That one moment was because of that. My life was drastically changed because of that one moment. Wow. Wow. I think that was like what you said. Those are the moments that you always don't even plan for. He didn't plan, I'm sure, to say it's raining and I'm going to go out there with him. But he understood the power of leading by example. The power of saying, not only do I think it's important we get this job done and we mow this grass, I'm going to get out here with you. Because many a dad would have just stayed in the house and yelled out the window. Your stepdad took it upon himself to say, this is important enough for me to join you in this labor. So I think, I mean, that that's very intentional that we have to be able to model that work ethic for our kids. You can't say hard work is important and then they always see us on the couch chilling. That's right. They need to see us, once again, getting up, going to work, providing a livelihood for them, while at the same time having balance to say work is everything. Man, that's that's right. There has to be balance. We got to model that for them as well. I agree, man. I I totally agree, man. So, dude, you you I I have so much respect for you and what you do, um, and who you are as a man. Um, at the same time, I want to, I want you to, um, I want you to speak to us, man, about what is uh, what is. What is the, a point that you want to leave with fathers who may have not had the privilege of being in relationship with their children and uh, now their children are grown and they're trying to rebuild those bridges? Uh, what, what would you say to them? It's going to take humility, first and foremost. As a man who has not been present, you have to own up to the baggage that has been created. You got to own that. You got to take that. If you weren't there and you've missed monumental milestones in that child's life, be the first to apologize. Be the first to be repentant. Be the first to see and acknowledge I've hurt you. Be the first one to say, I'm sorry for not being there for you. They need to hear that come out of your mouth, dad. And once you're able to man up and do that, then you have to have the patience to allow them to let you in. Um, Once again, I grew up uh, in an estranged relationship with my dad. um, And as an adult is when I actually got to know him. As an adult is when I actually got to, to do life with him. From a distance, he lived in another state for, you know, 95% of my life but we were able to rekindle that relationship in college and beyond. So I say that to say, I'm not telling you something I heard about, I'm telling you that it's possible because God made it possible in my life to restore that broken relationship 
but my dad was humble enough to acknowledge I totally dropped the ball. You know, your mom did a phenomenal job raising you and kudos to her. She did it in spite of me, without me. But he also acknowledged that he wanted to have a meaningful relationship with me to, to not make up for lost time, but to make the most of the time we still had together. Mm. Unfortunately, he passed away this past March, but I was able to have a season of my adulthood with him present. You know, he was there when I graduated from college. He was in my wedding. Um, he wasn't present for the birth of my children, but he was emotionally available for me as I navigated through those through that process of fatherhood. So no situation is going to be perfect. But as a father, you have to be the first one to acknowledge, apologize, and be prepared to win the trust of your child back. Because it's been broken. That trust has been shattered. And fathers must take the first step to restore and initiate that trust again. That's big, man. That's very true, man. I, I think that was powerful. I'm not even going to touch that. Man, D, I'm just so glad that you were able to join me tonight. Yo, man, you I, you dropped some you dropped some knowledge like always. Uh, man, and so you you're an amazing man. You're an amazing father. Um, you guys, if you uh, don't know, if you don't follow him, yo, look him up, Lead One LLC. Um, he's on Instagram, Darnell Weathersby. You can find him on Instagram, Facebook, but he's doing amazing things, helping men and women alike break cycles, generational cycles to become better uh, men, to become better women, to be whole. That's that's his whole thing. And so um, he also wrote a book. What was the name of your personal book? Journey to Fatherhood. There we go. Yeah. Um, just to kind of recap a little bit, um, for any information about myself, whether it's a speaking opportunity or an opportunity to facilitate a workshop, you can go to our website, theleadonemovement.com, um, and you can inquire about our apparel line, about our books, um, downloadable resources, and just an opportunity to connect and help you as you navigate different seasons of life and break generational curses. Um, we're a firm believer that we all have a sphere of influence and therefore how can we encourage you and equip you to make the most and maximize your season of influence, whatever that season might be. So once again, follow us at Lead One LLC. Um, check out our YouTube channel, Lead One Movement, for many more videos and inspirational talks. Um, God is moving in major ways, so definitely follow us and see how we're ending 2020 strong and definitely how we're prepared to make things happen in 2021. So, Man, what do you, got, what do you have coming up? Um, right now, we're actually working on a video series for this book, Journey to Fatherhood. Um, basically chronicling how to motivate fathers during the pregnancy process. Oh, wow. I'm a firm believer that if we can catch men as early as possible, we increase the chances of them being present and fully engaged <clears throat> throughout the course of their child's life. So I'm a firm believer on catching men. The moment you find out you're going to be a dad, let's go. Let's start putting in work. 
Let's make sure you're reflecting. Let's make sure you're journaling. Let's make sure you're doing all those steps you need to take so that you're making sure you're mentally and spiritually and emotionally prepared to give out. Yeah. You can't give out with not being invested in you. So just want to come around new dad. That's really on my heart. So if you're a new dad listening tonight, reach out, um, email us, reach us out, send us a message, see how we can connect and how we can help you grow. Bro, that's love, man. You get you. You're always doing something cutting edge. Um, you're always doing something cutting edge, man. You guys get his follow him, get his stuff, man. He's an amazing guy. He has an amazing family. Um, I'm excited to know him. I say it like this. I don't know a lot of great people, but I'm glad that I know a few. Um, and definitely Darnell is one of the few um, that I think he's doing a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal job. Um, man, thank you, Darnell, for jumping on with me today. I, I also want to put this out there for everybody who's watching. Yo, yo, uh, it's this it's coming out. Uh, I, we wrote a children's book called Little Brown Boy. Uh, you can do all you set your mind to. Um, you can pre-order Little Brown Boy at www.littlebrownboys.com. www.littlebrownboys.com. You can get this book in English and in Espanol. Um, it's 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 amazing, man. My my children love it. So, like I said, grab my book. Uh, you can you can grab my book. Also, um, we all we both all three of us you, you can purchase uh, the book that we co-wrote together uh, called "What Every Man Needs to Know." Um, uh, we this is a book that we co-wrote. Man, we put our foot in it, our blood, sweat, and tears, and it's a, it's an amazing it's amazing read. Um, man, Darnell, you got some great pictures, and so does Steve, bro. So. Um, it's, it's called What Every Man Needs to Know. You can grab it. You can go to www.whateverymanneedstoknow.info to grab this book. All right, man. Thank you, guys, man. Once again, um, thank you, Darnell, for joining me um, for tonight's show. Yo, join us. We, we got a whole series coming up. We back in this piece. Yo, I feel so good to be back on the mic again. All right, you guys, I'm going to play a video, and we're going to be out. I am man. We are a resource hub that strengthens men and those who are navigating the various phases of life and manhood. We are building a safe space where every man's story matters. We advocate, educate, coach, and empower men on how to redefine their narratives by taking back their power to choose who they desire to be. We provide the space and roadmap for them to reclaim their authentic manhood and masculinity while providing resources that enable them to become whole contributors to their families and community. All right, guys, peace out. We love y'all. God bless. Yo, Steve. Uh, yo, what's up, bro? Oh, Darnell, thanks, man. That was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah, man. You're amazing, man. So, how do we talk about circulating this? Were it, were people able to register and sign on and all that? Yeah, they were able to do. It. So, when I did the registration, what I did was, um, 
so people have registered for the different weeks. And for this week, there was only there was only like two people registered for this week. I've had like eight in total registered for the whole series. Um, but I did record this and stream it on Facebook and YouTube um, within the private group and within my I Am Man page. So the I Am Man page is where it streams on Facebook. I shared it. It can be reshared. Uh, but what I'm going to plan to do is I'm saving this stuff because I'm building like this database. Um, 